Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carolyn Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Akshata Niyak, founder of Little Pataka, a women-owned business that helps children discover different cultures, stories, and ideas. Business began when she set out to be, design a book so her daughter could learn her native language. Akshata is a nutritionist and a chief product officer. Welcome, Akshata. Hi. Thank you so much, Carol, for having me today. No, we're very excited to have you. I thought it'd be helpful maybe if you could just share with some of our listeners a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. I grew up in Bangalore, India, so that's the southern part of India, and moved to the U.S. for my graduate education. So I went from like big city India to a small town in Maine. I went to the University of Maine, and from there, that was about 18 years ago, I earned two Master of Science degrees. I have a Master of Science in Biochemistry and a Master of Science degree in Applied Clinical Nutrition. And after that, my husband and I decided to move to Vermont, and we started two businesses. We have a wellness center here in Essex Junction, which is near Burlington, Vermont. And he is a chiropractor. We're both clinical nutritionists. So that's how and where I practice my nutrition. That's where I have my nutrition practice. And then I also started the Orange Owl, which was a vegan skincare product line that I used to make from scratch. It was all handmade, made by me. And that was mostly available in stores in the Northeast, but it shipped across the country. And uh, starting, yeah, that was very exciting. I had that going for about a decade. And in about 2019, I had to start winding it down because of some health issues I had remaining from my pregnancy. And also then once the pandemic hit in 2020, stores were closing down, our clinic closed down, everything was so uncertain. My daughter, who was two years old at the time, was home with us because daycares had closed down and it was just such an uncertain time and so stressful that I couldn't keep up the rate at which production had to stay for the orange owls. And also my account started dropping. And so I decided to, it was a gut-wrenching decision, but I decided to close down the Orange Owl. And I was home with my daughter and once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. So (laughs) when I noticed that I would speak to her in my native language of Konkani, which is a South Indian language, she would understand it all, but she would reply in English. And I think this is a common thing that happens in most bilingual households. And so I wanted to do something and help her understand where I come from, what my identity and heritage is. So I started out by making one single book for her, and it should have been a simple enough one-time thing, $25 and done with it. But I realized there weren't as many resources available for bilingual households or multiracial households, as well as, you know, mostly Indian languages. There weren't many resources. There were some, but not a lot, as you do in English. And the other thing that stood out to me during the summer of 2020 was just the incredible racial justice movement that stood up and demanded that we pay attention to our conversations about race and understanding different cultures and how we need to stop this us versus them ideology. And so it all came together in my head to create something and use languages. It started out as using languages as a stepping stone to understanding other cultures. 
but it soon evolved into just making sure we could create something that helped promote diversity and shatter stereotypes that exist in children's media. I found a statistic that stuck with me was that boys are twice as likely to be protagonists in children's media and girls are twice as likely to use magic to solve problems. And that just seemed very surprising to me for me having been a biochemist, I'm a nutritionist, I own my own businesses, I do all of these things. And then to see that this is what is being projected to children everywhere, I wanted to do something about that. And so that's how Little Pataka came about. That's, that's amazing. As uh, someone who has a bilingual family, I don't speak yeah. Spanish with my husband and his whole family does. And yeah. we have an almost two-year-old. It's the same thing. She talks to me in English and him in Spanish. So they have their own way of doing it. But yeah, that's, yes. that's a great, great background. We're a women-owned business as well, and we bank certified like you guys. We probably have a number of listeners who are, and we hear a lot about the next-gen pitch competition. And congratulations, yeah. you recently won it. So I yeah. just thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that experience and kind of what made you join it and then what it was like in the competition. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, I did win it and it was very surreal, <laughs> I must say. Yeah. I decided to do it just because, you know, I was building up what Little Pataka was. We launched with a Kickstarter campaign in 2021. We launched with a Kickstarter campaign in April. And I was launching a brand with the Kickstarter campaign, right? It wasn't like the brand had been around and we were launching just one product. But even with zero brand recognition and just putting the story out there, I was stunned. We crossed our initial five-figure goal in under five days. And we ended up raising over 160% of what we initially wanted to. So that response, the feedback that I got, the emails I got, the messages I got just completely amazed me that there were so many people who were looking for content like this, who were looking for a a brand and a company that could do this for children. And so that gave me a lot of confidence. And I always wanted to be, and the Orange Owl also was a WeBank certified women-owned business. And so I wanted Little Pataka to be one as well. And so I got it certified. The minute I'd started the process of registering it and doing all my products, I started the certification process as well simultaneously. And so since that came through and then I found out about the pitch competition, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to, again, present my story you know, you don't often get the opportunity to hone your skills and your understanding and your idea, distill it down into its true form. You don't always get the opportunity to do that in front of people who are good at that kind of stuff. And so it was both unnerving to sort of put yourself out there because that can be a very vulnerable position to be in. But it was also exciting for me that I would get this opportunity to show it to these people who have done this time and time again and who know how to do it right and see what comes out of it. And so that's why I decided to give it a go. There were many people like here to go through the online video submission to the next round, to the next round. Then there were three rounds, two of which were the semi and the final ones. They were both live. And so that was very exciting to go through each one and to see that we made it through. And each one gave us an opportunity. It started with a 60 minute, then you had to go a bit longer than three, then five. So it gave me the opportunity to really think about how much can I fit in this short period of time, which also simultaneously feels really short. But when you're saying it and you're in it, it feels like this really weird dichotomy that exists. You know, you're like, oh, my God, I hope I don't forget any words. And there's so much more to say. 
But when you're writing it, you realize how little you get to say in that time and you have to get your idea across. And so I found it to be a fascinating process. I had great support from my advisors who were helping me prepare for it. And it was fantastic to present it in front of these lovely judges who were very precise in their questioning and also very welcoming. Like they didn't make us feel like we were on the spot at any point of time. They had very good feedback and all they were positive about things. So that was very nice to see. And it has continued. Some of the judges have stayed in touch with me and are helping me understand a bit more about businesses and how to pitch it and how to reach out for funding, whom to reach out. That kind of advice is still going on. And so I would say it was a wonderful catapult shot for me. I took a stab in the dark, but it worked out really well. Wow, that, that's amazing. Congratulations again. I know that is a very competitive competition. So that's, that's very yeah. impressive that you won it. Thank you. As a mom and uh, full-time employee as well. I guess I find this question always fun to ask people. How do you balance being a mom, a nutritionist, and the CPO of a firm? Yeah, I think I realized early on, especially because I had so many health issues coming out of the pregnancy and, you know, I was juggling the orange owl clinic and a baby at home at the same time. So I realized early on at that point that balance is how you define it. I know that there is this expectation and definition out there, especially I feel for women more so than men, that says you have to be able to do everything. This idea of like the super mom and the super woman who does every single thing perfectly. And I realized early on for my own mental health that that was pretty unattainable. And so I actually sat down one day and wrote out what my priorities were and find a way that I could make those work. So it didn't matter to me if like my house wasn't perfect. It didn't matter to me. A lot of these other sort of superficial things didn't matter to me. What I wanted to do was make sure that I had a very organized schedule. So I had time out for when I needed to see patients. I had time out for production at the Orange Owl and I had time for my baby. And that has carried forward now. I've reduced my time at the clinic by quite a bit because little Pataka is taking up so much of my time, which I'm happy about. My daughter yeah. is definitely more independent now at three and a half than she was, you know, when she was just a few months old. So that opens things up for me. And so it's just about finding and making sure you define your own balance and don't go by somebody else's expectations. I felt like that made a huge difference to me personally, professionally allowed me to say between this and this time, this is what I do. And I make it a point that I'm not one of those that emails people late at night and expects to get replies or things done immediately. I understand that other people have lives as well. So I try to maintain that too with my designers, my illustrators, whoever else I work with, my printers. I always make sure I have those boundaries set for myself and that I allow them to set it as well. Now, that's great advice. It's hard to do, but all of us work for that ideal yes. balance. And yeah. Prioritizing what's most important to us is definitely the way to start off. Yeah. So we always end our podcast with the last question being, what advice would you give to another woman who's thinking about starting their own business? Yeah. So I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade now. And one thing I've realized, and this is something I'm trying to really push forward in Vermont, which is where I live. I'm a part of the core counselors at the Center for Women and Enterprise here. And I try to speak to as many women-owned businesses as I can, especially women who are just starting out. That's something I like to focus on a lot. 
And my advice is always that I see many women who have great ideas, especially women of color, and they don't stand up. They don't take up their space and use their voices and say what it is that they want to do or give themselves enough credit for it. So that is something that I really try and encourage all of these women to do that, you know, your idea is valid. You need to get your steps together and figure out your path forward. But you shouldn't start out from a place of no confidence. And I think women often have this is the imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm doing this, but I don't know why I'm here when I clearly don't fit in with everybody else in this circle. And that's also something that I try very hard to make sure that women, especially and women of color, don't feel that way. All of us need to stand up and make sure that we have our stories heard. So that's one of the biggest things that I tell women who are interested in starting their business, expanding it, whatever it may be, is to have confidence that if they've come up with this idea, they have put in more effort into it than most other people. They know what they're talking about. They need to learn how to use their words and just say it and start reaching out for help and start lining up the resources that they need. And there are many organizations in every state that can help you do that. So just reach out for help. It was something I had a lot of trouble with, with the Orange Owl. I wanted to do it all on my own. And in many ways, that made me take much longer than I should have. But this time I'm doing it differently and I've seen the difference. And so that's what I encourage women to do. We're, we're embarrassed to ask for help or we just think we can push through. And I think that's great yeah. advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so informative. I've learned a lot and definitely taking notes on my end. Your story is very impressive and we're excited to see how your company grows. And I know we'll hopefully run into each other at one of the WeBank conferences when all of the, the world settles down a little bit. But thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Yes, I would love to meet you face to face. And thank you for having me over. This has been a fun conversation. And if anybody has any questions or anything, they're always welcome to contact me. I'm, I'm here to help as much as I can. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.